is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Joe Barros, we talk about how evolution is in the discomfort. Listening, asking for help when you need it, vision boards, and choosing success. So I hope you enjoy part two with Joe Barros. I'm curious, are there any particular lessons you've learned about permission, giving yourself permission or asking for things to create these new outlets? Yeah, what I've, what I've learned the most um, through doing a lot of work is, um, and especially about my, myself, is ask for help when you need it. People want to help you. You just need to be very clear about what it is that you want. And, you know, the same goes for asking for, you know, intention with the universe. Mm. Um, that's, I think that's really, that's really one of the things I've learned the most is really ask for help. In, intention, intention in the universe. I think this is so interesting. Do you have daily rituals or a, or a morning meditation or texts you refer to daily? Yeah, I do. I have a, a vision board, um, which is just it's it's a it's it's on my notes app and uh, vision notes. And a lot of the things that I that I read or remind myself about um, are things that I say to my students. I work at New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. And I also coach uh, virtually and in person with a company called The Right Way. Um, what I often say to myself and to my students is uh, choose success mm-hmm. or choose success because failure is not choosing. Um, and I also I live by gratitude and intention. And these are the ingredients for great acting and artistic choices when you're coaching someone or directing somebody or leading somebody to their own discovery. But Gratitude and intention are also part of an important daily practice in my life, and I encourage in most artists' lives, that supports a successful and joyful lifestyle. The more you thank the universe, the more it thanks you back, the more you're specific about what you want, and the more you think about it, the more powerful it is. Um, I also say that the universe can only respond to what you believe about yourself and your experiences. Therefore, I can't is poverty thinking. Mm. Um, another, another one that's pretty obvious, but exciting is all of the wisdom in the universe is available to me. All of the love in the universe is available to me. It's really about belief and with gratitude and intention, the power of positive thinking is powerful. So every thought you think counts. So make it a good one, live in the positive. And I think that further, I also, that also leads me to the power that created us has given us the power to create our lives. We are the architects of our existence. I love that, um, that phrase, because you're really like, wow, you really can build your world. And then just bringing it full circle back to gratitude and intention. The way I always remember it is gratitude is the attitude. The more I think the universe, the more it thanks me back. Um, it's that simple. <laughs> you got this figured out. <laughs> well, you know, some days are harder than others, but you have to, you know, you have to, it's a practice to tell yourself these things. And a lot of this is just rooted in self-love and reminding yourself that, you know, you can love yourself and that's cool. Is there a particular uh, actionable step you take if and when self-doubt comes in and that self-talk through it? Is it one of these mantras? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest ones is about just forgiving yourself 
and in forgiving yourself, forgiving others. Um, I actually have a, a very specific um, set of something that I say. I say, um, it, well, if I'm freaking out, I say, all is well, everything's working out for my highest good. Out of this experience, only good will come. I am safe. Um, and then if I'm, I'm feeling sort of like, you know, I'm really beating myself up, I say, I release myself of anger, pain, resentment, and guilt. I forgive all of those who need forgiving, including myself. May today's beautiful day be filled and blessed with my love. Whatever we give out returns to us. And one that I always remember um, and that I often say to people who are, who are really down on themselves, if you believe in yourself, you will become yourself. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> It is the power, and it is the. There's a wonderful book called "The Power of Positive Thinking." I'm curious. Do you have any any favorite books or most gifted books, or books you refer to regularly? Yeah, I mean, I love The Wizard of Oz. I love The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I really love the message of Tuck Everlasting, which is why I really love the musical. I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful story that reminds us about the power of life through understanding death. And just um, there's an incredible line in the in the book where um, Angus Tuck says to Winnie Foster, "Don't be afraid of death, Winnie. Be afraid of being truly alive. You don't have to live forever. You just have to live." And it's it's an incredible story because you think about how exciting it would be to be like the Tucks and drink the water from the everlasting spring and live forever, but how miserable they are. Just wandering through a cycle of time, not appreciating anything or any moment. How do you, how are you balancing achievement versus fulfillment in your life? Well, I think in order to understand that you have to understand how you are measuring success. So like, I, I'm not on Broadway every second and I don't have, you know, I'm not incredibly wealthy, but I'm fulfilled. I'm excited about the things that I'm doing. I do the things that make me happy. I do the things that I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes such that makes total sense. And I think some of the some of the biggest fulfillments are the smallest achievements. So, it, you know, that I totally I'm I'm totally here for it. Um, do you have a favorite failure <laughs> or apparent failure that set you up for success? Um, like something crazy, crazy that happened. That was a big failure in my life. Ended up being, a, yeah, or a blessing in disguise or something, if you will. <laughs> um, so crazy. I try not to think about my life as a failure or like anything that I did. Um, oh my God, this is a rapid fire question too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, I often look back and say, oh, like, why didn't I do that thing sooner? Or like, what um, what took so long? Or why was I lazy at this thing? And I'm like, no, you were actually, you were building the thing. It just took a few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It all comes at the right time. In, in terms of your work um, at the New York Theater Barn and everything you're doing as a, as a change maker in this industry, what are you hopeful about? that the theater industry here in New York and worldwide can become? Yeah, I just think it's going to be more equitable, more inclusive. 
Um, I think we're going to see new stories told in new ways. Um, and by the people who we need to hear from, I think that's, that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, I'm certainly focused on telling um, stories that can shift culture, um, that really sort of support the idea that musical theater is uh, a, a universal healing tool. Um, and I think we are going to see, you know, we're already seeing it with incredible shows like A Strange Loop, the changing our perspective of what a musical is, reminding us that musicals are about us. They're about you and me. They're about the ugly and beautiful parts of our lives. Um, you know, stories that finally, uh, in a major way, hold up a mirror to their audience. Um, you know, and taking it even further, you know, we're supporting a show that, um, well, we used to say it's inspired by real stories of nonverbal teens who find a way to communicate. But now we're saying it's inspired by real stories of non-speaking teens who find a way to communicate because the community is saying that that is, that is, their, that is the preferred uh, language that they're using. Anyway, the show has been created by a team who is non-disabled and actors who've been non-disabled throughout its development history. And now um, the writers are collaborating with a family um, and um, two parents and their two children who are both non-speaking um, to create new material for the show and to examine how the story could be told with multiple artists and actors who are uh, disabled, non-disabled, um, non-speaking, verbal, um, uh, deaf, dancers, um, jugglers, all sorts of artists to tell the story in the most authentic way, but while also making the writing team inclusive. You know, we if we're going to tell stories about uh, disability, we need to tell them with with artists who are disabled. And not every story by somebody who is disabled or a disabled artist needs to center the journey of disability necessarily either. Mm. So we've we've really been examining that and um, not just you know writing grants, but taking initiatives to to meet with artists and pay them who are um, who have dis disabilities in our community and ask them what they need or what they would expect to see at, at an, uh, an audition. Um, or in a rehearsal, um, budgeting more money for interpreters or uh, for an actor who has an aide or two um, or multiple interpreters to give, you know, because interpreters can't interpret um, nonstop for six, eight hours. Right. I love that. Yeah. because the a lot of the inclusivity we we do see is right in front of the curtain and when you go 50 feet behind the curtain or 100 or 500 feet behind the you know up to the administrative offices i think that's you know really powerful that you know the way it's being made is changing metaphorically speaking if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see does anything come to mind yeah limitation is creation um I, in my own work, make a lot happen with, with very little. Same with New York Theatre Barn. And, um, you know, as a director, choreographer, writer, what I found is less is always more. And uh, finding the economy of music, the economy of words, the economy of movement, um, the literal economy of, of your project. 
I love that. I love that. Is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap up today? Uh, no, thank you. Thank you for all this. Joe, such a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this show. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. People of the world, Joe Barros. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. <laughs>